welcome cadets and captains to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh man, it feels like we just did this. <laughs> we just did a podcast, but not this one. <laughs> we did one where you gotta pay to hear it, yeah. That's right, if you want to know about that, we'll talk about it a little later in the podcast. That's enough Woo. of the radio voice, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And uh, on M-Class Podcast, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, and we pick it apart, and we tell you whether we pitch it or ditch it. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Is that right? <laughs> that's pretty much. Anyway. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, this We're a fun Star Trek podcast that loves Star Trek, but also makes poopy jokes. That's true. That's pretty much the brand, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't know how to do it any other way. No, I wouldn't either. Pooping's hilarious. It's funny when people pee and poop. It's, yes, <laughs> forever funny. This is uh, the latest episode of the star-studded for your Trek pleasure cameo collection. <laughs> as suggested to us by our patrons and voted on at patreon.com slash podcast. Yeah, this one's star-studded. Yeah, it has 15 seconds of the guy from (laughs) Frasier. Ironically, probably when this came out, the one of the most famous like sitcom actors in the world, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Cheers was still happening at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. yes, that's right. And people love Cheers. I don't like Cheers, but people love it. I like Cheers a lot more than Frasier. I just don't <laughs> like Cheers very much. <laughs> I think that's like... Yeah. what There are like two extremely contentious things about me as a person. That you don't like Frasier? That everybody like loves to like harp one at me. And yeah. one is that I really don't like Frasier. And the other... Me. Is I got a big honking wee wee. Totally real giant wiener. <laughs> Some say it's too big. I forgot the other one halfway through. <laughs> is it that you don't like Frasier again? Uh, yeah, probably. It's probably that yeah. I don't like Frasier twice. Yeah, no, I get it. It's not for everybody. I'm not like super hateful of it, but I, I, I could, I could never watch it again. I'd be cool with it. Yeah, I just... Frasier's like the pizza of shows. Like, whatever, it's alright. <laughs> I don't know. I always maintain that I'm too dumb for Frasier. It's, like, too smart for me. I gotta go watch my stupid shows. Yeah, we gotta go watch the dumb, dumb shows with the dumb, dumbs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the show that I really... The sitcom that I think is, like, the best sitcom is probably, like, Community. I think Community's probably the best. The first couple seasons are really, really yeah, good. like, uh, seasons one, two, and three are all, like, nothing but bangers. So and funny. Then, um, Chevy Chase quit, and it was still pretty damn good, and then, uh, Donald Glover quit, and, uh... Yeah, then everybody quit. And, uh, I wish I could remember Shirley's actress's name also quit. And yeah, I forgot her name. She's Shit. absolutely hilarious, but she's great. Yeah, uh, she quit, and I was, and the show really goes downhill. Yeah, at that point, it's like you, maybe you pack it in, right? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we still doing here? Here's a local news update with Jeff Pennington before we get into anything else. <laughs> uh, it has literally been snowing for one hour, maybe, and it's yeah. like lightly flurrying, and my neighbors are out with snow shovels. Oh, yeah, no, white fucking, people, dude? Yo, they're let me tell you about white people. white color off the ground. There's <laughs> let me no tell snow. You about, 
Let me tell you about my fucking mom and my stepdad with the snow. They are out every hour shoveling. It's like, guys, like, fucking relax, right? Like, yeah. can you fucking relax? No, Did they can't. My mic White is people. picking up all of it as well, so I, I hope you guys it. enjoy. <laughs> I can't hear it, so. Fuck. I hate my neighbors so much. Here's the thing. My They're neighborhood, assholes. My neighborhood is dead fucking quiet for two weeks at a time until Wednesday at noon, and then it is loud as fuck for the next six hours. They're over there like, you hear about that Pennington house? Yeah. Well, it's Maryland, so they're not talking like that. (laughs) They do. They do. They do the podcast. You know what that's. They're talking to the devil. Talking about liberal shit. They talk. One time they said Donald Trump was bad. But I love that man. I voted for him twice. <laughs> I voted for him six times. Don't tell nobody. Liberals. So uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about TNG Season 5, Episode 18, Cause and Effect, from March 1992. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This episode was so, written by Brandon Braga, a <laughs> noted sex weirdo. <laughs> sex pervert Brandon Braga. <laughs> who, um... I, I was looking, I was going to be like, you know, we never really explained this guy or who he is, so I was going to look him up and see, like, what I could put into the podcast that sort of encapsulates. Uh, yeah. It's important to note that he was writer, producer, and creator on TNG, Voyager, and Enterprise. And, the whole uh, thing. He worked on Star Trek Generations and First Contact. Uh, he was also a giant fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he was a real piece of crap. That Brandon Braga. Uh, he in was many he was ways the golden boy on the writing staff because, like, the guy in charge, Michael Pillar, like, chose him, handpicked him to be like his right. to be his mentor and successor. Little did he know that that dude loved giant vaginas. Oh, uh, yeah, he um he dated Jerry Ryan. Sure. And uh, he spent quite a lot of time trying to get her to swing with him. And because when you're dating Jerry Ryan, uh, you need more in your life. Yeah, he like uh, sexually harassed her in public in front of people, would like take her to strip clubs, talk about how the other women had better tits than her. Like he was just a piece of shit. What the fuck? All around. Um, very like mentally and verbally abusive. Um, yeah. He also loves giant vaginas. He wants the giant, he likes the giant fetish. Uh, also, apparently, pretty big fucking homophobe, according to everything I've read about him. So, which, just... which, as we all know, means that he really wants to suck the wieners. Yeah, probably so. Like he's just a fucking piece of shit. Anyway, uh, this uh, this episode was directed by some guy named Jonathan Frakes. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I will say, like Jonathan Frakes sometimes gets a reputation as like uh, not a very great director. Who the fuck said that? I'll kick their ass. Um, this episode makes great use of the camera as a way to keep it interesting. because I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause and Effect as an episode is the same, like, six or seven scenes. Like, right. uh, like the same, like, three or four scenes played over and over and over again. Right. The thing that keeps it interesting to the audience is that the camera is changed completely in every single scene in very interesting and dynamic ways. There's ways you can do it, like, uh, 
in editing too and I, I have a feeling they they mixed a bunch of the ways they did it like what what i know that they did in this episode is they would shoot one scene and use multiple cameras and then use the second camera as the second shot right so it looks different they don't have to do it twice it's it's the same take so they'll sync up the takes right really and the, yeah, and they'll, and they'll be like, well, we like take two, so get take two from camera one and take two from camera two, and we'll use that, and it'll just, it'll, because they're saying it the same way. You can also fudge it a little bit if you're showing, like, Riker's face, and they do this once, I believe, with Picard, where they show Picard's face, and the line is said that you've heard many times already off screen, and it makes you feel like you're seeing it differently, even though... You're, you're not really right yeah. you are but you're not right yeah, it's a trick it's just a trick so i know they did a bunch of different ways on this episode to to make it seem like uh that it's different i know they also mess with time like obviously in the whole episode they mess with time yeah, that's but the whole they, point of the episode but with the card scene they 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 fuck with the time of it and like it's really unnoticeable but eventually like you you're like oh that like through the magic of filmmaking, it's like, how long did the first one take in, in reality, right? It seems longer. That's true. They gotta, there, there they gotta point, play it out. There is a point towards the end of the episode where the card game is happening, like, extremely Quick. rapidly. Yeah. Quickly, right? But you don't... It doesn't register in your brain as something being wrong. Right. You just because, understand that that's how things went. Right. And it's like, is it is it quicker also because they're realizing it faster are they like changing the timeline by realizing yeah, it absolutely. you know what i mean it's it's just a a really neat episode for how it was shot and we don't really talk about that with star trek a lot because most of the time it's pretty straightforward right it's pretty like, wide and flat usually yeah shake this the episode, camera <laughs> this episode has like a bird's eye view shot during one of the meetings even like there's a yeah ten. the uh, camera moves left pretty evenly every time the card scene is happening. Like, it starts off between Dr. Crusher and Data, and it ends between Worf and Riker by the end of the yeah. episode. It's constantly moving left every time the scene replays. It's breaking the 180 rule, which is, like, a no-no, but, like, for this... Yeah, it, it works. It works. Like, I, I remember distinctly the shot of, like, it over Data's shoulder at... At uh, Beverly, right over Data well, in between like, Riker yeah, and when Data. It's between like the middle time it happens is between Riker and Data. Yeah, it's. Um, I didn't really notice that, but now that you mention it, like, yeah, it's. Jonathan Freaks does a good job of directing this episode. He keeps it interesting, even though we're seeing the same things over and over. Which is like, there's an episode of Voyager that I don't think I'll ever watch again that has pretty much the same concept. Yeah. If I remember right, I think it's Voyager, where things keep replaying over and over again. And I yeah. hated that episode. Because it's painful. It keeps showing the <laughs> same shots over and yeah. over again. And nothing yeah. is different. And things don't change quickly enough for me to care. They didn't have Frakesy, my boy. They didn't have my boy Frakes. Jay Frakes. Um, <laughs> I still... I. I've seen very few Star Trek actors speak live. I've seen um, George Takei, I've seen Jonathan Frakes, and I've seen uh, Gates McFadden. The big three for you. And uh, I do love all those three. 
they were both they were all three like really great yeah but, um jonathan frakes had to deal with the guy who asked about christianity and he handled it like a pro. He handled it like a pro. I would have been like, can we get this guy out of here? <laughs> I'd be like, this guy, am I right? <laughs> he handled it like a pro. And the greatest thing in my life happened where I tweeted like about what happened. I described it, and I was like, Jonathan Frakes just dealt with some religious nut who wouldn't stop asking about Christianity <laughs> like a true pro. And Jonathan Frakes liked it. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I even atted him. I think he, he just, just saw liked it. it. Somebody probably was like, go check this out. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the hashtag for the um, the event, convention yeah. we were at, and he yeah. like saw it and liked it. That's funny. So I, I let me know he was thinking the same thing I was during the whole time. <laughs> I looked him up when I couldn't go to sleep, and I I real I saw he was married to some uh, like Days of Our Lives actress yeah. actor. Yeah, and they've been married for like ever. Yeah, he always introduces himself as uh, as her husband. Because That's great. she was, like, a massive star in soap operas. Right, and he was, like, the guy from this new Star yeah. Trek, right? Like, he said, like, every time he would meet people, they would know who she was and not him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, really funny. Because, like, he's, I don't watch that Riker. stuff. <laughs> what? He's Riker. Everybody knows that guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, new Kirk. Uh, so, the episode starts with the Enterprise-D fucking, like, warp nacelles exploded. It's, like, flipping around through space. Everybody's screaming. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, what it's happens? It's Tokyo drifting through space. <laughs> and they're trying to shut down the warp engines, and they can't. And the fucking, yeah. everything's shut down. They can't eject the warp core. It's going to explode. Picard orders all hands to abandon ship. What the fuck? I thought this was the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but the ship does explode, so no one gets to imagine. Oh, my God. Man, can you imagine seeing this? For I mean, I remember seeing this and being like, whoa, what? Yeah, is the show over? Is that <laughs> when you do that at the end? Are they going to do the continue joke where they end the show now? <laughs> uh, it's always a good joke. <laughs> I, my favorite is when you keep it going really long. That's always I've, I really I love I've that. Trying to get it to go to like an uncomfortable amount of time, like a really uncomfortable <laughs> amount of time, <laughs> like four minutes. Like what I would love is if you do the outro and then black screen it and just leave it for a while. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd leave the black screen for like fucking minutes, oh, like painful so minutes. Anyway, um. The uh, the opening to the show happens, and we're like, holy shit. But then when it comes back, uh, the Enterprise is just flying through space. Yeah, and it's like, Captain's Log, Stardate. And you hear the number like yeah. 87 times. 4, five, six. five, six, five yeah. two point one. Yeah, you hear that a bunch. The Enterprise has entered the Typhon Expanse, and uh, no Starfleet vessel has ever been here. It's according Great. to records. What could go wrong? Um, this is not the prelude to disaster every time someone says yeah. it in Star Trek history. No one's ever been here, and there's an episode about it, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen? Uh, Riker, Worf, Data, and the Crushinator. Yeah. Are, are playing the playing, pokers. Um, they're playing cards. It looks like straight-up poker. And um, hold them, maybe. Yeah, it seems like Texas hold them. Yeah, in Riker's bedroom, they're all just in his bedroom. 
playing. Worf is hilarious in this. He he's is fucking hilarious. He's, in he's this such episode. a great physical comedy actor. He, dude, that part where he like I don't know if it's this first one or later when when he like has to like up the ante right where he like has to chip in. And he he's like rrr, rrr. he's like talking to himself, and he's like so mad. The thing that really made me fucking laugh is when Data is playing like the dealer. Yeah, and yeah. he's dealing around. And he's like two a pair of ladies for the doctor, and he throws something out in no, front of yeah. him. Nothing for the Klingon. Nothing for the Klingon, and he goes. No, he's no help for the Klingon. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. He just calls him the Klingon. Worse, like, thinks he's stacking the deck, and he's like, no, I, I assure you, I'm not. Yeah. And there's Which a standoff is, happening. Yeah. Between Riker and Crusher, where Crusher keeps calling his bluff, even though he keeps putting money in. And he finally says, fine, how did you know I was bluffing? I just had a feeling, right? Yeah. That becomes yeah. important later. What a uh, brilliant... Riker is a sore fucking loser. <laughs> oh, he's a piss baby about it, but he's like the poker man, right? Yeah. So... Well, there's that uh, meme that he normally plays with uh, an empathic person, a person who can pl- see through cards and an right. android. Yeah, and he still wins, and he wins. all the time. <laughs> it's like fucking triple hard mode, dude. Um, but yeah, he's a piss baby about it. He's like, I guess it's better to be lucky than good. He's such a dick. Um, <laughs> but a call from sick bay, Nurse Ogawa is in this episode. Uh, at least Nurse her voice is. <laughs> She's in it. Oh, yeah, she's she later. later. Um, yeah. She says, um, Lieutenant LaForge. Or is he a commander at this point? Commander. Yeah, LaForge is, uh, appears in commander, and he's dizzy. He got the diz. <laughs> and when Crusher checks him out, he has all the symptoms of an ear infection, but he doesn't have one. Yeah, so she's like, I don't know, here, take this shit. Yeah, take this hyperspray of, like, the good shit. I don't know what's in it, but you'll love it. <laughs> we just found it in the bottom drawer. I don't know what it is. But she kind of stops herself, and she's like, you know, I felt like I've done this before. Yeah. And she's like, she I've a- never had these symptoms or anything, so. Yeah. It's a deja vu. A lot of, or nipok. Yeah, nipok. <laughs> Which is Klingon deja vu. But she just kind of, like, shrugs. She's like, all right. She gives him the hyperspray. And uh, later on, she's getting ready to go f- go to bed. She's trimming her plants. Oh man, she's humming some weirdo mom song that yeah. moms would hum. I don't like know what the hell that song is. Like old, like my fucking nana would sing that shit. Like uh, it's like nothing, right? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of community, I can't stop fucking humming Daybreak when I'm doing things because oh, everyone yeah. in the show does it every time they hum. <laughs> Dude, there was a long time where we we wouldn't stop singing. <laughs> and I just pictured Donald Glover doing the point when he was doing the I was doing the point while I was doing Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't good. watched Community in years. But, but for that's some reason, there. Daybreak came back to me and I can't get it out of my head. It won't, it won't leave. <laughs> uh, Crusher's getting ready for bed and uh, she has a glass of wine, like all moms. Like brandy or some shit. Yeah, I don't it's know. true. It's like a clear liquor, some kind of it's space like a light liquor. brown liquor. Anyway, um, she gets in bed and she puts the glass next to her, and suddenly she hears like voices in the distance. Just yeah. she can't figure out what they're saying. But when she flicks the lights on, they stop, and she knocks over the glass. Oh no! And it goes. 
It makes that glass sound effect that everyone has. It's the glass breaking on the carpet floor that's in the room. <laughs> yeah, the carpet is really hard. So It's hard carpet. And then she doesn't clean up because robots do that. Um, <laughs> the next morning... <laughs> I guess robots do do that. They don't right? really mention it a whole lot. They never see it, but it's gotta be robots, right? How else would it... I mean, maybe they like the replicator vaporizes it somehow? Who fucking knows? That seems they use the so. D-replicator on it. They use fucking the D- shoot their guns at it. <laughs> phaser. They just phaser it and it turns red and disappears. <laughs> that takes care of that. The senior staff have their meeting in the observation lounge. Uh, except Worf. I What's don't know he why doing? he's not there, but he isn't. Uh, that was confusing to me when it first happened. I was like, where the fuck's Worf? I didn't notice it. That's weird. Um... Crusher's, t- she like tells the captain about the voices, and everybody's kind of like, okay. Yeah, they're like, well, I guess we'll like check stuff. We'll check <laughs> into it or whatever. They don't really have like an answer, right? They're just no. like, oh well. Um, they don't really spend a whole lot of time on it either. They kind of move on because Worf is like their unusual sensor readings. Yeah. Uh, there's a distortion in the space time continuum. Great. This sounds fun. Good thing we came to this fucking place. Ensign Rowe is in this episode. Ensign Sexy. She's in the pilot seat. Oh, yeah. Pilot Um, seat of my heart. (laughs) Troy makes herself useful and says we must leave immediately. She feels the empathic energies of a space-time warp. She's like... Let's go. I don't like it. Could be in the gila. She just looks at it and she's like, "Let's fucking get out of here, dog." (laughs) (laughs) We need to fucking leave. A starship comes out of the distortion, and it's gonna hit the Enterprise in thirty-six seconds. It's a Reliant class. Um, The Enterprise tries to hail. They can't. And Riker says, "Let's decompress the main shuttle bay and use the explosive reaction to push clear." Uh, Data one-ups him right out the goddamn gate and says, let's use the tractor beam to alter the the other ship's trajectory. Yes. And Picard says, well, a robot said so, so let's do Yeah, so I find it really interesting. Um, I was thinking a lot about this, because, like, what else are you going to do, right? Like, that Picard picks Data's option, because, of course, a computer is never wrong, right? Yeah, I want to backtrack for one second, because what else are you going to do? What a sad (laughs) sad thing to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, right? What else are you going to (laughs) do? What else are you going to do but think about stuff, right? (laughs) You can't not. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're right. What else are you going to do? Uh... But yeah, he picks the he picks Data's option because Data's never wrong, or or he's yeah. not never wrong. But you know, it's well, he, like he of seems course to Data trust work. Data more than Riker in this episode yeah. for sure. He trusts the machine over human instinct, which is interesting. Also, I find it interesting that Data probably is correct, but he's assuming that Worf is going to do what Data would do. Like maybe Data would push the tractor beam against the ship at a certain spot to make it work, right? But he's he's Worf. He's not Data. So he I doesn't... I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? I always think of, like, a tractor beam as a tractor beam as a tractor beam, right? Like it, but it pushes the... F- the yeah. ship and pushes. But it pushes... This one pushes the ship, and then it 
the bottom of the sorry the Miranda class ship. It's a Miranda. I don't I don't want to get any hate mail Is it for the Miranda? wrong class. I thought it it's had a Miranda like a weird class. name. It's it's the it's not the Miranda, but that's the class of ship. But it's the Miranda hmm. class. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead to prove you wrong. Hold up. It, <laughs> it's not the name of the ship. It's the class of the ship. It's a Soyuz class, motherfucker. I thought I it was a Miranda it. class. What's the Soyuz? What's the name of that's the ship? That's what they call it, a Soyuz class. Nah, it's Miranda, baby. It's the, uh... What's Bozeman. the name of the ship? USS Bozeman. Bozeman. Let me look. Now I gotta look. <laughs> what it's the fuck? What's the difference Soyuz between Soyuz class, class and Miranda class? Oh, they have... More weapons, maybe? Anyway, It's probably anyway. just a little later, is what it is. It's like the same yeah. shit, just a little later. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, like, like this one gets pushed, and then, like, the the nacelles of the, the... The Bozeman hit the nacelles of the Enterprise. Like, it, like, like has a physical... them up. Yeah, it has, like, a physical weight to it, right? Like, it, it's... I don't know. Maybe Data would have just, like did the math in his head quicker and figured out the best way to do it? I don't know. Maybe. Tough to say. I don't know. Uh, but it's important to point out that the events of the cold open repeat themselves exactly. The warp core breaches yep. and they explode. Yep. And then the theme song plays again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if it did every time? That would be fucking amazing. Oh my god, it is <laughs> snowing so hard that I can hear it. I don't have any snow yet! Come on! Jesus. Shovel that shit, old men. Fucking take that. I bet my mom's shoveling right now. There's not even any snow yet. <laughs> yeah, she's shoveling nothing, because that's what they do over there. Bunch of fucking... It's a housing association, so maybe that's yeah, why they do fuck it. fuck that. Because they're Nazis. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, sorry, I this got so little you. sleep. Yeah, were you up thinking about pickles at 7 a.m.? I was. I don't wake up. The thing that people need to know about me is that I don't wake up before noon ever. And we do this show at noon, so that's why i am always got so little sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, been waking up at like 1.30, which is like... Yeah, I usually wake up terrible. at 2-something every day. Ooh, that's crazy! Because I don't go to bed until like 5 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, third shift, me and you, we're on the yeah, third I shift. I work at night, like I do yeah. all my work at night, so it's better that way. Uh, so the Enterprise is intact again. It's traveling through space. We get the same captain's log that we got before. Yeah, but this time Picard talks about like sucking on a fat D. <laughs> Man, I missed that part of the episode. Apparently, oh, I might have been uh, just thinking about stuff. You know, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> well, you did say you fell asleep during this, so it could have just directly segued into I've, a sexy Picard dream. I fell asleep right at the end, and I remember fighting it. I was like, no, 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 okay. And I just was like, bye. Man. <laughs> so for some reason, like, when I get in bed, I'll just stay awake for hours, yeah, but when I'm just sitting on the couch, it'll be like, Ugh. Yeah, you're tired. You're like me, dude. We're the same fucking person. I do the same shit. So, like every grandpa, I think. Yeah. So they're having the poker game again. The same shit happens. Right. Like, all the way up until Riker also feels deja vu. He looks at Crusher and he says, You're going to call my fold, are you? Yeah. And she says, I was. How did you know? And he's like, I just had a feeling. And she's like, So did I. And then they get the same call from Sick Bay that LaForge is sick. This time, however. When she mentions that she has the same deja vu feeling, 
Jordy says that he also has the same fear. Yeah. But they don't have any record of this happening before. He's like, I, I, I feel like I've had this happened before. I must have been sick like this. So they like, does she check the records or not? Yeah, she yet? checks the medical logs to see if it happened before, and it turns out that um, he's never come in for dizziness, only like problems with pain with his visor. Yeah, which like is the first like Tetris block in the Tetris game. I want to play Tetris now. I am so bad at it. I, I it. love Tetris. I'm pretty fucking good, actually. You know what a game I really am bad at? Dr. Mario. Oh, God, I'm terrible at Dr. Mario. Yeah, floop the floop him around? Fuck that. Dr. Mario is fun, but I'm fucking terrible at My it. My ex-girlfriend in high school was, like, a fucking genius at Dr. Mario. She was the real Dr. Mario. She was the real the Dr. Mario. <laughs> um, Crusher's back in her quarters like we saw her before. And uh, everything happens exactly the same, including the whispers, except this time she calls Captain Picard when she gets up. Oh, she's like, I had a scary dream. Can I come sleep in your bed? <laughs> he's like, yes. And he's like, fuck yeah, I'll make you my milk. Also, oh, I'll give no. you a drink. <laughs> oh, no. It's um, got nutmeg in it. Also, I put nutmeg in this drink. <laughs> also, it's got nut. Nut schmeg. Oh, Jesus, Josh. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Big Mouth recently. I apologize. Oh, my God. So Picard and Crusher <laughs> have a late night date talking about deja vu. My favorite thing is she's, like, curled up like she's afraid. Like, she's doing some really good, like, yeah, body language like physical acting. acting yeah. Thing to it. Yeah. Um, Picard feels like he's read the book. He's, he's getting deja vu about the book he's reading, even though he thought he never read it before. Yeah, he's like, I just assumed I had read it and forgot. Which, like, doesn't sound like him at all, right? Like, no. he wouldn't forget about that. And, like, all this is happening, so Picard is like, well, we'll do, like, a ship-wide diagnostic. And at the morning meeting, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And the morning meeting rolls around, and there's nothing showing up in the diagnostic. Yep. But we're reminded that ten other people heard the same voices she did, which is like, I don't know, there's like a margin of error in how many people were on this ship that like ten people is nothing. Yeah, they're kind of just like, that's not enough people. We have like a thousand people on this ship, right? Like, yes. They could just be thinking like like mass hysteria. They could have been like, oh, I heard something weird too, right? Who knows, right? So they're not really treating it as serious as they probably should at this point. Don't worry, they have plenty of chances. <laughs> yes. Uh, we get the same scene again with the uh, distortion in the space-time continuum, the warp opening, the other ship coming through, hitting the nacelle, everything fucking exploding. Same way. Same And exact the Enterprise way. is destroyed. Then the Enterprise is traveling at impulse through space again. Credits we roll. They're in the Typhon Expanse. <laughs> And it's an Captain Sog 5652.1 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, this episode, like I said, would be extremely repetitive if it wasn't for the fact of the way it's shot. And there's like yeah. little droplets of difference in the different things. Yeah, the uh, the wine or the brandy glass thing, whatever it is, wine glass sure. breaking is uh, is like there's visual and sound cues that play into it, right? Yeah, it's, the card game is so fucking genius. 
Oh, like, it's perfect. Brandon Braga is a piece of shit, but that's a genius way to, like... He's a good like, writer, is the thing. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. He's a good writer. That's what good writers are. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> you know? By the way, Josh, I always thought your stuff on fantasy fiction was just great writing. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. Oh, jeez. See? Oh, no. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no. It's true. So, um, this is when Worf feels like he's got nibble. Yeah. Klingon deja vu. Right. And Riker's like, well, of course you have deja vu. We did this last Tuesday. Right, he makes a joke about it. And Worf's like, no, you bastard. You fucking best friend of mine. (laughs) Um, But then Crusher predicts every card she's getting. And then Riker and Worf also recall the cards that they're getting. This is so brilliant because of what happens later. It's so fucking smart. Like so Crusher's like, wait, I'm gonna call sick bay. Yeah. Ogawa is LaForge there, and she's like, Well no, he isn't, but then he walks through the door. And she's like, uh yeah, he just showed up. And they're all like, What the fuck? (laughs) And this is where the episode does diverge a little bit from the same, like, repeat that we've been getting so far. Yeah. Um, we skip the scene of Crusher testing out Jordy to see if he's got the inner ear infection. We go straight right. to the fact that she has decided to run a diagnostic on his visor. Right. Because she's telling Picard about all of this. Oh, that's right. Are we in the morning again? Is it morning time? No, it's not morning time. We're not it's there still yet. still the night. They're in sickbay. Sickbay. They're okay, talking okay. about it. Right, like, right, right, right. Jordy's still there, even. Um, and there's, like, a phase shift in his visor that's causing him to see after images. Yeah, which is like, what the fuck? Yeah, so why the fuck? And also, there's something called a Dekion field? Okay. The, the Dekion field of, I guess... Reality? <laughs> I don't know what that fucking means, but cool. I don't know. Let's look up what a Dekion field is. Um, I'm sure it's not real. But No. Well, while you're doing that, Crusher is in her room again. She's not wearing her nightie anymore. She's wearing her uniform still. Mm-hmm. And she goes to go to bed. She hears the noises again, but she's ready for it. She pulls out that tricorder and she records it. Mm-hmm. And um, Jordy- She's smart. And Jordy's like, yeah, let's meet up or whatever. Let's talk about it. And uh, she like moved her glass specifically so she wouldn't break it when she jumped I love, up. Before. I love this. But she puts her coat on and it hits the glass and it breaks anyway. Like it's destined to it's, break. It's just always been broken. It's so Buddhist. Like that's yeah. such a fucking Zen. Fu- the glass is already broken, right? Like yeah, no matter what you to do, be broken. So it's always been broken. It's always been broken. Yeah. It's dude. I love it, man. Ah, oh, this episode's great. They uh, they <laughs> analyze the recording and engineering, and Data discovers there are a thousand voices on it, and it's the voices of the Enterprise crew. Yeah. Which is creepy. Yeah, it's terrifying. At this point, I'd be like, oh, good. <laughs> they, they have a this meeting sucks. with the senior staff um, before 0700. Yeah, which, which is, is like the start of the day, I guess. This is when they had it before. Um, Worf is invited to this one, I guess. <laughs> um, and they talk about the fact that they seem to be caught in a causality loop. Yeah, they figure out that they're stuck in in the loop because yeah. of the Dekion field, whatever that. It's a subatomic particle, apparently, like a tachyon, but 
I guess this one moves forward. Tachyons move backwards, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a, Tachyons are real. Those are real Sure, things. this is fake. They go the other way. I don't think Tachyons are... Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not a subatomic um, scientist. The recording is like their voices from previous loops overlaid over each other. Yeah. And Data does a funny, like, recap of what all the voices are, and he's like, five couples, or ten couples uh, engaged in romantic activity, and Captain Picard's like, okay! All right. My dad ears don't want to hear about my kids fucking. All of my children. My thousand children. (laughs) Um, Worf mentioned, the things that are on the track that they can, like, specifically pick out is Worf mentioning the temporal distortion, Data talking about a collision course and Picard calling for all hands to abandon ship. And, and then it like cuts freaked off. freaked when they hear that. I mean, how fucking horrifying would that be? Yeah. Uh-oh. And, the, and like, this is the classic time travel paradox, yeah. right? Worth like, being the smart one that no one listens to. <laughs> yes. Says we should reverse course, but then Riker uh, points out that reversing course might be what causes the disaster. But I guess we know as an audience that that's not true. Yeah, you have to... You kind of have to... That's kind of like uh, a catch-all for later people being like, why didn't they turn around? Yeah. There's, a, there's a logic built into it, right? Uh, yeah, Picard decides that like every second guess could lead to the disaster, so they just stay on course until they figure out what causes it, so they can avoid it. I hate to like bring up Rick and Morty because like I think it's brought up way too often, but there's an episode of Rick and Morty kind of like this where they get a crystal that when you look through it or when you touch it, it like shows you a, like your fate or how you're gonna die. And, like, mm-hmm. Morty, like, it gets addicted to it, and he sees this vision of him and the hot girl that he likes, like, like on their deathbed, or his deathbed, and she's comforting him. So he just follows that vision, like, he turns, like, to go to a direction and follow that vision to his death, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of like what this is, except, like, like that's kind of what Crusher is doing with the, with the glass. Like, she, she feels the deja vu, so she moves it, right? Yeah, exactly. So just go to where the feeling isn't. Right, but they kind of don't do that, and maybe no. maybe, and it's like they don't really know what's causing the feeling exactly. It right. just keeps happening. I guess that's what's smart about using like the deja vu feeling is like when you get a real deja vu, you don't really know if it's real or not. Right? Yeah, exactly. The problem comes in the fact that if they can't figure out what causes this, it's just going to keep going and avert it in some way, they're going to go into the loop again and they'll forget everything they learned. Yeah. In this loop. They talk, like, Jordy, like, it's like, we might have done this a hundred times. And he's like, we could have yeah. been in here for years. Which, <laughs> Which is super suck. Fucking horrifying. But they come up with, Data comes up with an idea that if they create a specific Dekion emission. Yeah. As we all know, the real subatomic particle, the Dekions. They would set up a resonance in Data's positronic subprocessors to leave a message of one word. Um, right. That seems to be chosen arbitrarily. Uh, Troy does the heavy lifting in this episode by turning to the camera and saying, like, leaving a message in a bottle. <laughs> like filling a bottle with a message of one word. <laughs> like filling a balloon with too much air. Like filling a balloon with a Dekion field. And everyone's like, uh, yes! <laughs> yes, of course. 
So they don't know what to send as the message just yet. Right. And like and they say like we might not know until it happens because like we don't know what's gonna happen next. So we, we need to it's like a wait and see. Thank yeah. God fucking data's here, man. Jesus Christ. Thank God his positronic brain somehow does time travel for I him. guess it's I quantum. Know. I guess he's got a quantum com- like Quantum computers don't work in, like, the physical realm, right? They work in some fucking weird-ass fucking weird way that we're only uh, now beginning to understand. So in using this weird, powerful quantum computer that's so far beyond our ability, uh, (laughs) they attach a a TI-88 onto Data's arm so that he can type in a word. Uh, Everything goes the same as before, um, except Data inputs... He, he inputs his message while playing Snake, <laughs> and the Enterprise gets obliterated. Ah, uh, I was playing Snake that time. Let's try it again. Roll Let's it back. Let's do that one more. Let's do that one more. Roll it back. <laughs> I almost had the high score. Come on. I was typing in boobs. Let's try it again. <laughs> you can actually type in boobs in a TI-88. Yeah, that's the that's the one word he sent back, boobs. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Oh, shit, we take breaks on this show. Let's do that. Let's take a break real quick. <laughs> I'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Here's a special doll for your child. Of all the babies in this beautiful world, you are the one for me. You're my child. See, you're just like me. Comb your hair the way I do. Dress like I do, too. You can do it. You can do it. Yay. He's soft as it can be. Little arms that reach for me. Mommy's here. There's a My Child doll that looks like your child. You are the one for me. You're my child. Back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to my fucking nightmare where everyone outside my house won't shut the fuck up. We're talking about (laughs) Star Trek on this bad boy. Suburbia. (laughs) That's right, baby. Just put a pumpkin bag over your house. <laughs> I should. Soundproof pumpkin bag. <laughs> it's my fault. Like, I'm in the room that's, like, the least insulated, so you can hear the most in it. But it's I don't, it's the office. It's the only place there could have been an office. I don't think they're going to hear it. I know you're hearing it, yeah, and that's and the issue. It. I hate it very much. Um, we go back to the poker scene again. And, oh, uh, this again? <laughs> It, it goes all the way up to Crusher attempting to predict the order of the cards the way she did last time, but this time around, every card that's dealt is a three. Oh, I love the turn. Because yeah. you're like, oh, we're doing this again. She's going to know. It's funny that you say the turn as well, because that's the right. term. Because it's cards. the term, yeah. Dude, it's so smart. It is like, very smart. I, I um, can't. I can't stop liking it. I'm sorry, Brandon Braga sucks, but I he love does. This. He sucks. <laughs> Crusher's like shocked that she because she thought she knew what the cards would be, and Worf agrees. Yeah. He's like, "I thought I did too." Yeah. And Data continue just deals out the rest of the round, and all four of the players have three yeah. of a kind. So he's like, he's literally stacked the deck. Absolutely. Right. And like they're confused. Like Worf- like, the yeah. probability of there being th- everybody gets a three and then everybody gets yeah. three of a kind is like bajillions. Yeah, one. Data is like, this is highly improbable, yeah. <laughs> which is like great, right? Because it's not impossible, but yeah, the probability of that is like absurd. 
This is when we get um, the Crusher gets called the sick bay scene again. LaForge with his dizziness. They do the optical scan and find out about the after images again. Right. So they're on this track pretty sure. solidly now, right? Um, Data and Jordy are back in main engineering, and Data runs a diagnostic on the warp core, but threes keep coming up on the screen over and over and over again. Yeah. And he mentions he's run into the number three, like, he says, an inordinate amount of times in the past right. two hours. Right. And there's Which is a cool number, right? Because yeah. three is, like, a really, like, a sacred number, right? It's very mystical pyramids triangles all that shit exactly <laughs> and um we'll find out like the the specific significance of that later but um, right there's there's some sort of a distortion in the decion field because they're running like a scan on everything now yeah on deck nine and that's where crusher's quarters are and she calls and she um reports the voices and jordy's like oh well that's where the decion distortion was happening Right. So they all meet up in engineering, and well, we hear the glass shatter first right, over the column. the cup again because it's gotta it's gotta be destroyed. And then they're like, "Are you all right, doctor?" And then she's like, "I'm fine." <laughs> we, <laughs> she's like, "Fuck it, forget it." We go back to the um, senior staff in the observation lounge, and halfway through the discussion of the causality loop. Uh, somebody uses a, a snowblower extremely loudly outside my window again, even though they just <laughs> did it five minutes ago. Is it a company? No, it's a person. Also, it's still uh, blizzarding, so I don't know why they're doing it over and over and over again. Does does your uh, housing association, like, do they have a company that does that stuff, or is it just no, people it, do it's it? It's just a dude. I know the dude. He lives down the street. It's just him. Um... He's really putting in for overtime, huh? I fucking hate his guts now. Um, <laughs> yeah. They um, they talk about seeing threes all over the ship. Like, Data's seen them, like, 6,000 times or something. Like, he's seen it ever. It's some crazy number, yeah. And he's and Jordy being Jordy, and because the episode has to have this happen, is like, well, if I was going to send a message between causality loops, I'd do it that way. Like something simple, right? Yeah. And they're trying to figure out the significance of three. And Riker's like, well, maybe we need to do a level three diagnostic. Yeah, they're kind of like Da Vinci coding this yeah. message, right? Like, but, what is uh, it? They have to, that's when Ro Laren is like, you know, we have a disturbance in the force. Come back to the bridge. <laughs> And um, they do all the same things, you know, maneuvering thrusters are offline, yep. the distortion yep. fluctuates, another ship comes out, Picard asks for suggestions, Riker does his, you know, we need to decompress the main shuttle bay, and right. Data suggests the tractor beam again, and Picard's like, well, Data's always right. Yep. But Data, just, he thinks about the threes again, yeah. he looks over... And Riker has three pips on his collar. The pips. It's and so he realizes smart. where the threes came from. And he he decompresses the main shuttle bay himself. He does not even wait to ask for permission. Yep, he says, I'm going to decompress the shuttle bay. Yeah, and it pushes the Enterprise out of the way of the other ship and saves it. And Picard is like, what the hell happened? What did you just do? Yeah. And Data says, you know, the three were the rank pips on Riker's uniform. And 
it suggested that his course of action was the correct one. The correct one, yeah. And um, Picard's like, we need to figure out how long we've been trapped in this causality loop. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking tense ad. I'd be like, oh, God. And everybody's kind of like standing like buttholes fully yeah, puckered, puck, right? puckered butthole. How many years have we been and in here? It turns out that they, the chronometers on the Enterprise are off by 17.4 days. Not too bad. Two weeks. Could have been worse, right? And <laughs> then we see how worse. it could have been worse. Yeah, now you definitely see how it could have been worse. They figure out that the other ship that came through the war is the USS Bozeman a Soyuz class starship? As we learned, not a in this Miranda. Episode. As we all know, it's a Soyuz. Yes. <laughs> you would be a complete fucking fool <laughs> to think it's not a Soyuz class. If you starship. thought it was a Miranda class, fuck you. You're an idiot. What a dumb bastard who would think that. God, I hope you die, idiot. Who but, thought? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the Soyuz class hasn't been in service for more than eighty years of Federation nope. history. Uh, the Enterprise opens a channel, and Captain Frazier is on the other <laughs> ship. And Captain Kelsey Frazier, grammar. Yeah, his name is Morgan Bateson. Master Bateson. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> What's weird, deja though? Vu. What's weird, though, is he's like literally like pulling his hog on the screen when they call yeah, him, it's which true. is crazy. And everybody turns away and goes, Ah! They like, thought he was going to die, so he was like, one last go. One last quickie. One last tug. And, like, <laughs> the other crew members around them were like, we were all going to fuck. And he's like, I don't care about that. I wanted to get one off. He's Frazier, so he only likes the feel of his own hands. That's true. Um, but he offers his assistance, and he doesn't recognize the Enterprise or anything. And Picard's like, you know, um, we were stuck in a temporal causality loop. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it couldn't happen to us. We left the Starbase only three weeks ago. Whoops. And Picard's like, well, what year is it? And he's like, well, it's 2278, of course. Of course. The president is Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the clone of Abraham Lincoln. The president is the time-displaced Abraham Lincoln from TOS. <laughs> uh, but Picard's like, you should beam aboard. There's something, there's much to discuss and then we never hear of Morgan Bateson ever again. He goes to live on the Norpin Colony. <laughs> the Norpin Colony. He goes to the Norpin Colony and just, you know, is a pretentious prick there. My God, man. I know people are probably tired of hearing about the adventures in snow plowing, but this dude is doing it again. He is going past my house. What is there to again. plow? He just did it. What it's the fuck the is there to plow? He's just going over the sidewalk over and over. Nah, over man, again. I'm with you on this one 100. Like, I do not understand why fucking boomers are like. I don't get it, man. Like, I don't it get is, the like. It is blizzarding. Is the I don't thing get outside it. my window. And you have dude, a fucking snowblower. This like, dude is snowblowing over and over and over every time a little bit of snow collects on the ground. Like, I would fucking understand it if it was shovels, maybe. Like, I, okay, like, I get the logic and, like, doing it a couple times, right? But you have a fucking machine that, like, literally it's, its job is it. to throw snow out of the way of a sidewalk. It's clearing it perfectly every time. He's just waiting for a little bit to accumulate. And you're just wasting your time, and you're wasting gas, and you're wasting everybody's fucking emotional energy on your... F the dogs are barking because the snow blower's on. Yeah. That's why the dog's barking. I hate the world. Um, Here's a <laughs> John Larroquette fun fact of the week. John Larroquette slash James Avery fun fact of the week. How interesting. Uh, 
this episode is often associated with Groundhog Day because it's yeah. it's a very similar concept, but the episode was written and aired before the movie. Yep. Groundhog Day uh, is a, a great movie, and this Groundhog is a great Day episode. is a fucking amazing movie. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Harold Ramis, man. I love that dude. That dude knew what he was doing, making a fucking great comedy movie. I had, like, a weird, like, maybe because I was high as fuck last night when I was watching <laughs> but I had, like, a weird... I had like a weird like in my brain connection to Groundhog Day when I was watching the episode, not just because of the plot, but the way Data is explaining things. I had like an epiphany that like Data's fucking Egon. <laughs> yeah, I was like very similar. Absolutely, I was like the way Data acts, like the way Brent Spiner acts as Data is fucking Egon. And then I was like, oh, Groundhog Day. I was like, wait, Harold Ramis. And I had this like weird, like high, like, whoa. It's coming together, man. <laughs> it all makes sense, man. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Frakes has gone on record saying, when I got the script to cause and effect, I thought it was a joke directly from Brandon Braga. I read Act 1, then I read Act 2, then I read Act 3, <laughs> Act 4, Act 5, and I finally said, you guys are screwing with me. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Kurt, like they wanted Kirstie Alley to play Savick, standing oh. next to Captain Bateson, um, but she had scheduling conflicts. She was doing Cheers, so she couldn't do it. That would have been great, though. That would. I mean, Kirstie Alley is a fucking insane, crazy person now. They are, but they already had to replace Kirstie Alley with another actress once because of like. Yeah. Apparently, when she's doing one role, she will not leave even for one episode to do another one. Well, you could have had two crazy Trump weirdos on the bridge of a ship. <laughs> oh, no. Because I believe Kelsey Grammer is like Trumpy idiot. I yeah, think, Kelsey I Grammer is full on all right, like piece well, of shit. Well, Kirstie Alley's a full on head. Like, she's a lunatic. Like, yeah. she's a crazy she's just, person. She's just, like, straight crazy, though. Like, crazy yeah. person crazy. I don't, is she Trump? Is she, like, a Trump? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she God. was all fucking pissed off about masks and shit, right? Of course. Because, you know, that's the thing to be mad about. Fucking be mad about some masks. Awesome. You know what I'm mad about? Snowblowers. Yeah, I'm genuinely mad about snow. You know what I'm really mad about? The episode <laughs> masks. That's what I'm really mad about. <laughs> It all comes down. We, oh man, we should do an anti-masks episode and just do. Ma- that sounds hilarious, actually. M class podcast anti-masks. Anti-masks. We just talk about masks. Man, people would not get that joke. No, though. they wouldn't. I think we would lose some listenership yeah, as soon people, as they saw the name of the episode. Just keep in mind that we could have done that, and it would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah, we're geniuses, and we are unappreciated in our time, I think. <laughs> I mean, it feels works. like we're stuck in a causality loop of our own like genius, really. It's true, it's true, it's true. I don't know what that means, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> That's how genius we are. We don't even know what it means. Uh, our description of this episode went fairly quickly because uh, it is just the same scenes over yeah. and over and over again. Um, the payoff is is the is the the real like cherry at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's yeah. It is wild to just introduce the Bozeman like right at the end of the episode in this like quant this time travel quandary of these characters being and here. then end it. Yeah. These don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, you could do, like, a whole episode after this. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? They, like That's uh, Yesterday's Enterprise, right? Or no? Right. What is the name of the one with yeah. the... Is it Yesterday's Enterprise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
uh, it's pretty much that episode, right? Right. Although they Which, did something clever by making like the darker timeline happen because of that episode, so right. that was fun. I like this one better. Yeah. Um, I think the cards being like a a physical representation of probability and repetitiveness is brilliant. Like I think it it, it's so brilliant because like you know that they play cards, right? Like that's what they do, and and to have data, like it all just fits together so perfectly and this is when the show is like so fucking good absolutely (laughs) like like this show is so good at this point i can't even like i can't suck its dick hard enough i thought the previous write of the uh the like the script the previous script of this episode was a little fucked up though that the way they showed time passing was by a vagina getting larger and larger yeah i mean it makes sense if you think about it (laughs) The time portal also was a giant vagina. I can't even make a joke because it's just that guy's such an idiot. (laughs) He is a piece of shit. It's true. He's such a piece of shit. Noted sex weirdo, Brandon (laughs) Brogan. He loves big pussy, man. He does. It was his favorite character on The Sopranos. Favorite character. His favorite joke from The Predator was the big pussy joke. (laughs) Remember that one. Uh, this episode's fucking great, which is wild because, like, if anyone knows me, they know that I, like, I hate repetitiveness in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like, do you think that's, like, on account of, like, what we do? Like, do you think we hate it because our brains don't like it for some reason because it's, like, hard to do? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No, I don't know what you, I don't know. Like, are we wired to be creative and, like, creative people hate repetitiveness? Like, yeah, you think well, that's a repetitiveness thing? is, like, anti-creativity. Like, you're not yeah. creating something new, you're just repeating something it's that hell. was already there. So maybe, It's literally yeah. hell, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely true. Like, that's why we can't, like, work in, like, a factory building Model T's, because it's so repetitive. Man, that would drive me absolutely nuts. There's, like, a zen to it, though, when you're, like, a yeah. shit... That like once I get through the repetitiveness, I can get into the zen aspect of it. I gotta be, you gotta break through first. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Absolutely. I gotta be honest with you though. When I'm animating our mouths for the new way we do continue because of COVID, it drives me absolutely insane. I don't doubt it. It <laughs> like, seems like it would be super annoying. I just, you know, that's why we totally just are like, cover your mouth. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's pain. I've always man. wondered since it's COVID, why don't you just put masks on? I said that. Fuck. I fucking said that the other day. I was like, why don't we just put fucking masks over our face and make it like a double joke? Yeah. Fuck that would it, be man. Hilarious. I'm just gonna do it next time. It's me. I'm just gonna fucking do it. <laughs> I don't care. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this comes out probably when I've already done it. Probably. So people would be like, oh, I heard it here second after the episode. <laughs> Got you, Jeff. Nice. Idiot. I'm gonna come snowblow you now. Uh, the funny thing is, like, people were out here, like, cleaning their cars off that they weren't gonna use, and now they're completely covered in snow again. Don't they have driveway or g- garages? No. You don't have garages? Okay. They, it's just or just a big, like, circular parking lot in between oh, all cul-de-sac. the places. Hmm. Oh, this dude's just fucking walking back and forth out here. What's so funny is it's going to snow for, like, literally yeah. a day. Yeah. Like, the nighttime is going to happen. 
Here's and there ain't going to be no way you're going out there to clean your car thing. off. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are like, wow, Jeff is really taking this bad. Like, he's really being a piss baby like I agree with Freaks you. was at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I fucking agree with you, man. And that's fair. But, like, um, every time Josh and I ever record, every, like, for weeks at a time, that you could drop a pin in my neighborhood and it would you could hear it because of how perfectly quiet it is. Yeah. But as soon as we start recording... It's snowblowers, engines revving, people yelling, children screaming, dogs barking. It's a and it goes nightmare. until the moment we stop recording, and then it's perfectly quiet again. <laughs> Having lived in my mom's neighborhood for a couple months during the beginning of all this, I totally think there's like this weird, like social obligation in a in a, a neighborhood like that, and I think it fucks people's brains up. Yeah, maybe. Because they're like, look, I'm doing the thing. Look, I'm, I'm contributing. And it's like, you live in the house. Like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, uh... I just, I don't understand why you would snowblow while it's blizzarding. I agree he's, with he's you. He's gone back and forth. I swear to you, since he started, he's gone back and forth up the street. <laughs> like, doing the um, sidewalk. The same Back spot. and forth. Yeah. Uh, probably, like... 14, 15 times at this point. He's just Dude. going back and forth and back and forth. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of emails about like how it's easier. To, to, to I don't give a fuck. I don't care either. I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> I'm ser- I'm with you, man. I don't I don't care. Like there is there's like a limit to there's like a, an obsessive compulsive limit, right? Like I would understand it if you did it like every couple hours, yeah, but this guy's doing sense. it every fifteen minutes, man. He's, he's been doing it nonstop. He hasn't stopped. Yeah, he hasn't stopped. Like that, he's got a he's got he's, a brain he's disease. He's been out there for. We stopped recording part one, and then he came out there, and he's been out there ever since. It's been like maybe like forty five minutes. He's been out there. I think he's stuck in a causality loop of snow. He might be stuck in a causality loop. <laughs> he's like. I just started. Oh, better go again. <laughs> like, go rescue him. This feels familiar. That's not really what this episode's about. Uh, it's about <laughs> Star Trek. What do you rate this episode, Josh? Give it a, a rating. Plus. I hate to give it an A+, because... I give it an A+, because uh, in spite of Braga's sex weirdoness, sure. but also because of Frakes' directing, and I, I just think everyone does such a good job. It's a great story. That oh, shouldn't yeah. be great, but it it's is. It's a high concept that could have failed extremely easily. Right, but it works perfectly. Yeah, I'm going to give this an A. There's still an element of repetitiveness that that, that does bother me a little. Yeah, they speed it up a bit, though. They kind of It's done like as said, well as humanly possible, is the thing. Yeah. This concept could not be done any better, in my yep. mind. Yep. No uh, improvements to be made. If you disagree, uh, you can type up an email... And then you can shove it right up your own ass. I was going to say, we'll throw it right in that trash can. <laughs> now, if you want to shoot us an email, it would be fully appreciated. I think the episode is ending now, so it might be a bit of a short one. That's okay. Um, we got snowblow. We got to go snowblow. You got to go snowblow. Here's, uh, before we get to all the normal ending stuff we get to, uh, I think it's important to point out in this episode and in M-Class email, uh, we're going to be taking a bit of a hiatus at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, not too long. Don't worry. After emails comes out, it will be two weeks that we're going to be taking off, and then we'll be back with more M-Class after that. So Woo-hoo! don't get scared if M-Class doesn't show up. It's yeah. just going to be gone for a short period. Don't worry. And it's coming back. 
I didn't get fired, or did I? <laughs> Uh-oh, find out next year. <laughs> Hello, it's me, not Josh. Hello, it's me, Jeff, again. I'm doing I'm, both parts. I've replaced the best part of the episode. <laughs> oh, no! That was a burn not meant for you. Holy shit, I got fucked. Um, now I am going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, it's over now, I think. Shit, oh, fuck. Oh, not again. I'll get the snowblower guy to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that part of that episode was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> He's just snowblowing in your house. <laughs> he can't stop, dude. He needs to do it. He can't stop. His whole life. He spent a fucking two grand on that thing. He's going to use it. It is huge. It is massive. Yeah, yeah my uncle has one. It's fucking It's disgustingly huge. Uh, shoot us an email though at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com to be on our other program and uh, follow us on twitter at mclasspodcast we love you we love you very much I'd like to give a uh, special thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song thank you so oh, much yeah. Vitizen so loving good. all that fucking great Vitizen music you yes. find him on twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore he's on spotify too go follow him on that if you do that it's fucking dope as hell. Love that guy. Um, become a patron of ours at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. There's a new episode uh, that you'll be able to get next week as a patron mm-hmm. of Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we do the year-end roundup of things we liked and didn't like about the we, year. Uh, we, we try we to keep it positive. This yeah, time. We, we, we don't delve too far into the night. We do a little bit, but that's, you know, it's 2020, bitch. That's par for the course for us yeah, as well, yeah. so. <laughs> so become a patron today. Uh, while this episode, when this episode comes up, you'll be able to get email a week early as well, so you'll get double the content. Yeah. Sounds pretty fucking great to me. It'll make you double content. It'll make you double cum-tent. Oh, the cum-tent? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the cum-tent. Thank you, everybody, for listening one more again. We love all of you, and we'll be back in another week with another episode of M-Class Podcast. Bye. Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill.